The Atlanta Falcons are the front runners to land Kirk Cousins if he hits the open market. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So, guys, if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at falcfans.com, RIP. You may also know me as Sirius Black, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And I appreciate each and every one of you that, you know, is also known as an everydayer of this podcast who make this podcast your first listen or first watch of the day. And if you want to become an everydayer, all you got to do is subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcast. So today's episode, we are going to be doing a deep dive into Kirk Cousins, right? And uh, we'll get into that. But, you know, later in the episode, it is usually Mock Draft Monday is usually the first official Mock Draft Monday that we do on the pod is the Monday after the Super Bowl. And we'll do a, sort of a mini Mock Draft Monday, right? And we'll talk about sort of the dream scenario for the Falcons trading up for one of the top quarterbacks. That someone put in a mock draft last week. But first, we'll discuss sort of Kirk Cousins and his potential to leave Minnesota and potentially land in Atlanta. Uh, and we'll have that conversation first with Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun. And then you'll sort of get my thoughts on that. So without further ado, let's jump into that conversation with Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings right now. Welcome back to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast with an illustrious guest. He is none other than Luke Braun, the host of Locked on Vikings. And we're talking about quarterback options for the Atlanta Falcons. And one of the biggest names that could potentially be hitting the market this offseason is the Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. And we'll pick Luke's brain on sort of whether or not he thinks that's a possibility, as well as with Cousins having a productive year, but ended with an Achilles tear, you know, is, are we worried about him not necessarily having too much gas left in the tank, but without further ado, Luke, welcome to locked on Falcons. Hey man. Yeah. Always good to hang out. Yeah. Last time we were talking, we were talking about Jaron Hall and Josh Dobbs. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, let's, uh, I don't think you want to talk about that game. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't. Let's talk about good quarterbacks that maybe can help the Falcons (laughs) win games. Um, hey, but, I will, I, I'll be honest, Josh Jobs, free agent, bridge, wouldn't be the worst idea. I know. Teams have rolled into the season with worse. I'll yes. tell you that. You know, and it's the idea Give of a like, camp. hey, Josh Jobs on one day's notice is pretty good. What what will happen if you yeah. give him a, an entire offseason? Yeah, give him a camp. Kirk Cousins, right? I guess, yeah. just ask you, is, is he going to be a Minnesota Viking in 2024? Uh, so here's what all this comes down to. That's obviously the million dollar question. Um Right now, the last we heard of this was before the season. The 
Kirk Cousins camp offered the Vikings a contract extension that would be through 2025 and it would be fully guaranteed. So then that would have been a three-year deal, 23, 24, 25, and fully guaranteed. And the Vikings said, no, we don't want to fully guarantee through 2025. So I'm going to guess that that's going to be the same sticking point uh, as we go through these negotiations again. And they're running out of time. They've got about a month to like stare at each other over this basically until something's got to give. Um, but if they, if the Vikings do not want to guarantee two additional seasons to Kirk Cousins, which if they didn't want to do that last year, the only thing that's changed is that he tore his Achilles. So it feels like it would be kind of surprising. Now the Achilles injury could make him, um, and he's even, he even said this in the like locker room clean out day interview. Like, you know, I, it's, it's not about money so much anymore. I've been blessed. I've made a lot of money. It's about what the, it's, he said, it's not about the guarantees. It's about what the guarantees mean which is a very cryptic way of basically saying, I want security. And that's what he always wants. He wants to know where he's going to play. He wants no trade clauses. He wants um, a, a very clear sense of where he's going to be and how long he's going to be there. He does not want the situation he had in Washington where they could franchise tag him and he couldn't really do anything about it. And it was all very unknown. And I don't know if I'm going to have to pick my kids up and move and that kind of stuff. Like, that if he's going to move to Atlanta, which he actually has some ties there. Uh, I think he got married there. I think that was the deal. Um, if he was going to pick up and move to Atlanta, he wants to know, okay, that that's fine. Let's go to Atlanta. How many years? No funny business. Don't give me this, these fake years, you know, give me a two year fully guaranteed deal rather than a four year deal with two fake years on the end of it. Um, he wants that like clarity and I don't, to be honest, I don't, know if the Vikings are going to give it to him. I don't, I, I still don't think that they, even though the, the amount has probably gone down a little bit because he's older coming off an injury now that that hurts your value. Uh, I don't know if the Vikings do it. I wouldn't, I mean, my jaw wouldn't hit the floor or anything, but if I were a guessing man, I would say he hits free agency. And I would say that Atlanta is actually one of the destinations that makes the most sense to me. Okay. Well, I tend to agree with you on that point, Luke. Uh, given the local ties, given the scheme fit, given the knowledge of the coaching staff with uh, him in Washington while Raheem Morris was there, um, makes a lot of sense yeah. that Atlanta will be, you know, I'm sure in the top two or three options and potentially number one on the potential uh, wish list for Kirk Cousins. And we'll see if the Falcons, should that event sort of uh, come to pass, if they're willing to give him that sort of security that you're discussing uh, that presumably Kirk wants in, I guess we can say the twilight of his career. And so I guess that's my oh, yeah. sort of last question for you, Luke, you know, he's going to be 36. He's coming off the Achilles tear. You know, he was playing well un until mm -hmm. that injury or how much concern in, whether it's in Atlanta, whether it's in Minnesota, whether it's elsewhere, how much concern do you have that, you know, there might not be as much left in the tank coming off that injury as we would have assumed there would be if he was healthy. There's always risk. And I think that that risk will be reflected in the contract. This is why Brad Spielberger, who does a great job projecting contracts, projects him to make 30 mil a year, not even Daniel Jones money, right? Like that's, that's pretty low for what Kirk Cousins has made throughout the rest of his career. Um, and I think that sort of is reflecting the risk. Hey, if this thing goes belly up because your Achilles isn't there, at least we didn't spend as much, right? Um, but beyond that, I think he's the guy that he's always... I think he's probably got two years left of like the true athleticism that makes him himself. Um, he has been incredibly 
uh, diligent about taking care of his body and about um, managing not just pain, but also managing stamina and managing just the longevity of his body. Uh, he is a very studious guy and he does not win with raw athleticism. This is not like a run around, like Russell Wilson got slow and things got harder. This is not Kirk Cousins. Um, he is very much about mechanics and flexibility and all that stuff, which also does degrade as you get older. But I would say if the Achilles doesn't totally torpedo him, which there's no way for us to know one way or another, um, barring the Achilles being like the source of the problem, I would say he's still the same guy that he always was, which is going to be somebody that throws every ball the way he's supposed to throw it. That makes the decisions the way that they're written up. I call him Ron Burgundy all the time. Cause he just reads what's on the teleprompter, no matter how much sense it makes. Um, and somebody that when it's time to process surprise information, uh, or when it's time to go into improv mode and, and, you know, think on your feet and on the fly, that's when he is suddenly not as at his best. And that creates a guy that can put up the awesomest game in the world. And he actually had two phenomenal games before he went down with that Achilles injury, the San Francisco game. And then green Bay where he actually got hurt playing lights out out of his mind. And then he'll have games where he will throw for 78 yards and you'll be like, who, what we're paying this guy for how much per yard? Oh my God. And <laughs> three interception, random meltdown games, but he'll also have games that, he spurs you to a win. And that's always been who he is. That's why I had the whole chaos meter for it. If anybody who knows me on Twitter knows I have the Kirk Cousins chaos meter because sometimes he's the most conservative dude ever and everything is a short, uh, short whatever pass and it's all throwaways on fourth down. And sometimes he's the most chaotic, like he's more chaotic than watching Josh Allen. And then sometimes he balances that out just perfectly and he becomes like a top three quarterback for that week. Uh, it's frustrating, but... Boy, it's always good TV. There you go. Well, we'll see uh, if that good TV is in Minnesota or is elsewhere, like in a city like Atlanta. But Luke, I appreciate your insight uh, into uh, Kirk Cousins' future. I'm sure it will be a frequent topic of a conversation on both Locked on Falcons and Locked on Vikings. But let the people know what else you got going on on Locked on Vikings in the days, weeks, throughout the month of February leading up to those days in March. Yeah, here in uh, early February, we're doing the draft quarterbacks, which I'm sure Falcons fans are also pretty uh, interested in. Guys like J.J. McCarthy, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, all those guys. So especially you know, both of our teams are teams that maybe we'll have to trade up a little bit. I think we might be negotiating against each other in that sense if uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't end up in one of these places. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. You can also find patreon.com slash NFL where I do video breakdowns of all of those guys. You can find all of that stuff. Uh, all free to watch. There you guys have it. All right, Luke, really appreciate it. Look forward to potentially future conversations that we may have. Uh, yeah. I know we got a crossover, I believe, this year in we the did. Falcons and Vikings, I think. So maybe we'll talk before then. Y yeah, we would. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll have another conversation at some point yeah. in 2024. So look forward to that. So now that you've heard from Luke on Kirk Cousins, now you're going to hear from me about the chances of Kirk Cousins landing in Atlanta. And I do think the Falcons, you know, if Kirk Cousins is not playing for the Minnesota Vikings in 2024, I do think probably the best bet you can make at this point in time is him playing for the Atlanta Falcons in 2024. And we'll break that down as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. Mm -hmm. 
But first, I want to tell you about Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Because if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 in just a few taps. Prize Picks is simple to play. Just pick two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to 25 times your money. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to bigger payouts, like Taco Tuesday, where each Tuesday, Prize Pick is discounting select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. You. There's quick withdrawals, easy game plan, enormous selection of players and stat types. It's all why Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. It's just you versus the projections. Even though there's three million people playing Prize Picks, you don't have to worry about anyone. It's just you versus projections. So go to PrizePicks.com and make it three million and one at PrizePicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL in lowercase for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL. PrizePicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. So continuing today's locked on Falcons before we discuss. Further Kirk Cousins' potential in Atlanta, I do want to plug the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube with Locked On Sports Today, and you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV, giving you that 24-7 coverage of all the biggest stories across the biggest leagues with the local expertise from the Locked On experts, as well as the national shows covering every league. So find that on Locked On, find it on Locked On Sports Today's channel on YouTube or Amazon Fire TV. And if you're looking for more local flavor, check out Locked On Sports Atlanta's YouTube uh, 24-7 streaming channel as well as Amazon Fire TV. So, um, you know, we were we me and Luke talked before Kirk Cousins sort of show-stealing dance routine at the NFL Honors. Um, and, you know, his Achilles looked pretty good, right? Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, that, that would affect Luke's assessment on, on Kirk Cousins' future based off of that. But you know, I do think we we've talked before about the viability of, of Kirk Cousins landing in Atlanta this offseason. I mentioned in December when we were talking about Arthur Smith retaining his job, but probably needing to make a, a splash at quarterback that Kirk Cousins would have been the number one target for this team this offseason had Arthur Smith retained his job. And mostly because, you know, that was built off the idea of this 2023 season on offense not going the way that it wanted to go and some of that could have been attributed to how much youth they had on that side of the ball and you look at the defense with where they had a lot more veteran players you saw that sort of solidify and so that the idea of like we need a grown-up in the room on offense and that starts with the quarterback position and Kirk Cousins is as grown up as, as you could get and you know has from a production standpoint if you look at metrics like adjusted net yards per attempt our preferred uh, passing efficiency metric. He was sixth in the NFL prior to his injury. And that was the fourth time, I think, in the last six seasons that he's been in Minnesota where he finished top 10 in that metric in terms of passing efficiency. So, you know, for what Arthur Smith wanted out of the quarterback, which is like, you know, solid to good play, right? Kirk Cousins made a ton of sense. And the question, of course, now is Arthur Smith is gone. Will it make the same sort of sense for Raheem Morris and his staff? And I think the answer is definitely yes, right? We know Raheem is familiar with Kirk. They spent three years together in Washington um, when Raheem was a defensive coach, secondary coach, and Kirk was a young quarterback playing mostly behind RG3 during those years. Now, in 2015, when Raheem Morris came to Atlanta, that's the first year that Kirk Cousins was the true starter. So you didn't get that necessarily overlap of Kirk as the starter, but 
you know, we we know that in two out of the three years that Kirk was the starter in Washington, his OC was Sean McVay, uh, who he Morris has connections with. Uh, Kevin O'Connell uh, was also his quarterback coach in that third year once Sean McVay went to the Rams. And of course, Kevin O'Connell and Sean McVay were some of the people that Zach Robinson worked with very closely in Los Angeles the last couple of years. Of course, Zach Robinson being the new Falcons OC. And it's very likely that during that process, even if Zach Robinson didn't work directly with Kirk Cousins, I'm sure at some point in the last five years when he was in L.A., you know, he heard from Sean McVay, from Kevin O'Connell, as well as others, you know, sort of what Kirk Cousins was bringing to the table. So you you don't have that sort of direct connection between the Falcons coaching staff, but it's like one degree removed is basically the point I'm trying to make. And then you have that local connection that Luke was alluding to, and that comes from Kirk's wife, Julie. Uh, who is born and raised, from what I understand, and out from Alpharetta, Georgia, which is a suburb north of Atlanta in Fulton County. She's a UGA alum. Um, they got married in Atlanta, from what I understand, 10 years ago. So playing for the Atlanta Falcons would be, at least for his wife, a homecoming for her. And I'm sure when we get to the and we're about to talk about security, that sort of commitment that Kirk Cousins is looking for, you know, I think it would be it. You know, it makes sense. It would be poetry, so to speak, for him to finish his career um, in Atlanta, where his wife, um, you know, is from. And I'm sure that's also fueling some of the speculation about Russell Wilson having a similar sort of quote unquote homecoming, uh, given his wife is also from Atlanta in Sierra. So a lot of wives and girlfriends talk on Lockdown Falcons this year, whether we're talking about T Swizzle, whether we're talking about, um, you know, Giselle last year, you know, tanking the Bucks season. So uh, we'll, we'll see if that continues here on Lockdown Falcons in 2024. But, you know, again, that security conversation, you know, that's what we're talking about with the contract, right? And as Luke mentioned, our guy, Brad Spielberger of PFF, earlier this offseason projected Kirk to get a two-year $60 million deal with about $38 million in guaranteed money is the current projection over at Pro Football Focus. Um, but, there was a recent report that came out like right before the senior bowl. And I remember Jarvis and I talking about this down in mobile and being like, you know, but there was a report from the pioneer press that Kirk's, you know, market would be like two years, 90 million fully guaranteed with that entire 90 million fully guaranteed. And both me and Jarvis were like, that's a lot of money fully guaranteed for, you know, a quarterback of Kirk's age and with his injury history. So I think ideally if you're the Falcons, you would want him to sign for something you know, like that would be a relative steal when it comes to what Brad Spielberg is projecting. But, you know, if Kirk has multiple suitors, you could easily see that price tag climbing up to that $90 million range, right? And so the, probably the starting point for any negotiation is going to be that Brad Spielberger number at $30 million a year that could creep up to $40 million a year and $45 million a year, potentially. And so I think regardless of where the Falcons fall on that spectrum in terms of this hypothetical where they're going after Kirk Cousins, if they do successfully land Kirk Cousins, I think that almost certainly takes quarterback off the table for the Falcons in round one. Um, and it potentially takes it off the table for them in round two, unless they absolutely just love one of those guys. Because when we talk about that security, that's what Luke is referring to is that that sort of commitment that Kirk Cousins is going to be our quarterback in 2024 and 2025. Right. And if you're the Falcons and you're going to pay, you know, whatever that price is, with all that guaranteed money, you know, that's basically you saying we're all in on Kirk Cousins. And 
while I think the Falcons will still look to draft a quarterback in that scenario, as I've said many times on this podcast, I think it's very likely that they're going to sign a veteran and draft a quarterback this offseason. It's just a question of what combination and when, how much they're willing to pay on the veteran, how, how, how high they're willing to take the quarterback in the draft. But I think it's more likely that if they were to sign Kirk Cousins, that's going to be more of a day three pick than a day one or day two pick, right? Because if you're, you know, basically all in on Kirk Cousins over the next two years, and that contract would indicate that you would be, right? Like using a second or third round pick on a, on a quarterback that's basically going to ride the pine for two years doesn't make a ton of sense. And instead, it would make more sense if you use some of those premium assets on playmakers and, and weapons for Kirk to go throw to, right? You know, instead that, you know, those picks should be wide receivers rather than quarterback, right? And all of a sudden, you know, in that scenario where the Falcons do sign Kirk Cousins, you know, the chances of them taking a wide receiver in the first round shoot up dramatically at that eighth overall selection, right? Much to my guy Jarvis Davis's chagrin. But, you know, I, I think where you look at the Falcons and their viability to, to land Kirk, you're you're looking at a situation where I think the Falcons should be considered the front runners, right? I, I've seen a lot of people speculating on where Kirk will end up, and it seems like consistently the Falcons and the Steelers are the two teams that seem like the two top destinations, and it makes a ton of sense to me. And I think the Falcons would have a leg up over the Steelers, right? The Falcons have more cap flexibility; um, they about have about twenty million dollars more in terms of working cap, workable cap space than the Steelers do. So if it does get into a quote unquote bidding war. The Falcons theoretically should be able to offer more money and, and win that bidding war. Um, you can, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to argue too much that the path to making the postseason um, would be easier in the NFC South. Although you can argue that, you know, the Steelers are a team that's better built to win a postseason game uh, than the Falcons are as we sit here today. Um, but, you know, again, I'm sure uh, people will beg to differ on that uh, situation. And then you have the familiarity, whether that's we're talking about the familiarity with the coaching staff with Raheem Morris and Ike Hilliard, Kyle Smith, who's the Falcons, basically assistant GM. Uh, if you don't count Ryan Pace and Kyle Smith was a scout in Washington for a very long time, and including those years where Kirk Cousins was not only drafted, but also uh, the starter for that team. And then, of course, you know, the familiarity with the area through his wife and his family, um, you know, his in-laws, you know, I guess it will just all depend on how much Kirk enjoys being around his in-laws will determine if uh, Atlanta is um, a great place for him. But I I do think, you know, you have those things in in Atlanta favor versus Pittsburgh, who just basically it's like the Arthur Smith effect. Right. And again, I think Arthur Smith would love to bring Kirk Cousins in as the sort of solidifier of that offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers um, over Kenny Pickett. But we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But, you know, I think, it ultimately boils down to I think Kirk is a real possibility. I don't know if Kirk is plan A for the Falcons because I think plan A would be trading up for a quarterback. And so I think that would make Kirk more of a plan B if a trade doesn't seem likely if we get to March and it doesn't feel like any of those teams in the top three are looking to trade out um, or it doesn't look like a quarterback from the top three is, is likely to slide. Then I think you'll see the Falcons you know, go all in on Kirk Cousins as their sort of plan B. But, you know, it's a possibility that a quarterback could fall. And that's where our guy Lance Zierlein of NFL.com recently did a mock draft where the Falcons were able to pull off their plan A and trade up for Drake May. And we'll break down that mock to wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. 
Now, guys, have you ever been to the grocery store the day of the big game? It, it can be a hassle. And DoorDash is here to get around that hassle because it's the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from groceries to restaurants to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or you just need more time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Football season may be over, but... We're in the thick of basketball games, the school year, and let's face it, winter. I can think of a million reasons to daily order on DoorDash. Hop on the app and make your day just a little bit easier, and you'll get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Just download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use that code LOCK23, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3, for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, subject to change, terms apply. So we are wrapping up today's Locked On Falcons, and I believe tomorrow's episode, we should be joined by Josh Kendall of The Athletic to talk more about the Falcons offseason. But we will continue talking quarterbacks throughout this week on the podcast. I, I plan on having a chat with Locked On Bears' Lauren Cox about Justin Fields, similar to a chat I had with Luke Braun. We'll probably get into a conversation at some point with Locked On Broncos' uh, Cody or, or Sayer uh, about Russell Wilson. Um, and some of these other veteran options. And of course, we'll have plenty of guests in the coming weeks uh, in the lead up to the combine talking about some of the draftable quarterbacks as well. So continue to make Lockdown Falcons your first listen. But, you know, it is quote unquote mock draft Monday 1.0 or 0.5 or I don't know what number we're technically at. Um, and uh, let's talk about a mock from a week ago, Lance Zierlein's mock at NFL.com, where he had the Falcons trading up to the number five overall selection from the number eight overall selection to take North Carolina quarterback Drake May in a pick swap with the L.A. Chargers. And um, Lance basically did a slight variation of the exact scenario that we talked about on this podcast almost one month ago, uh, where we talked about how trading up into the top two spots is extremely unlikely. There's like a 99.99 whatever uh, percent chance that quarterbacks go one, two in this draft. And it's just really a question of which two it's going to be. It's a relatively safe bet that Caleb Williams of uh, USC will be one of those two. And it's just a question of who the other guy is. Personally, I think it should be Drake May of UNC, uh, who to me is clearly the QB two in this draft class for me. Um, and I don't think it's really a conversation, but many, including Lance zero line, um, think it's a possibility that LSU's Jaden Daniels could be that number two guy. And certainly I think now with Cliff Kingsbury being the OC in Washington who hold the number two overall pick, that's only going to lead to greater increased speculation in the coming months that, you know, they could look at Jaden Daniels as their preferred option at quarterback over uh, Drake May. But, you know, the scenario we talked about a month ago in this podcast was quarterbacks aren't quarterbacks are going one two. the scenario for the Falcons to trade up isn't getting up to one or two. It's going to be, hoping that New England decides that they don't aren't in love with whoever the third quarterback is, right? In this scenario, in Lance's scenario, it's Drake May. Uh, in other scenarios, it's Jaden Daines. Um, and, you know, maybe they take Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State wide receiver, as they did in Lance Zero Lines Mock. And then Lance had Arizona passing on, uh, you know, or taking, a, a, not passing on a quarterback, but, you know, taking wide receiver Roma Dunze of Washington. And on that podcast earlier, I basically said, you know, Arizona, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is off the board, um, 
you know, Arizona will definitely be looking to trade back. And I outlined a scenario where the Falcons go from eight to four to get their quarterback. But obviously, Lance Zierlein has the Falcons going from eight to five to get their quarterback. And, you know, the Falcons would stop this potential fall for Drake May. And the May Daniels dynamic is interesting to me because it's it's very similar to the I think the Herbert Jalen Hurts dynamic, because we talked about this briefly before when we talked about Michael Penix Jr. and sort of me comping him to Tua and talking about Penix being a day two player. And you go back to that 2020 draft where you had Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love as the, the four first round quarterbacks. And then Jalen Hurts was the early second round quarterback. And I basically made the argument that if you were to redo that draft today, you probably flip flop Hurts and Tua. And Tua would be the second round guy and Hurts would probably be one of those four first round guys. And then if I ask the question of who's going to be the second quarterback off the board, I don't know if in this hypothetical situation, I don't know if the unanimous decision is going to be Justin Herbert. Like, I think it should be Justin Herbert. I think he's far and away the second best quarterback from that draft class after Joe Burrow. Um, but I, I would be willing to bet a lot of people would say, you know, Hurts deserves to be the second quarterback off the board. Uh, or, you know, after Green Bay's playoff success this past year, you know, there's probably a lot more Jordan Love truthers out there that say he should be the second quarterback off the bar. Um, to me, Drake May is very similar in a lot of ways to Justin Herbert. Like I call him a chaotic Justin Herbert or a volatile Justin Herbert. And I think that would be a home run pick for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I think it would be kind of polarizing to a lot of folks who just kind of look at Justin Herbert and his lack of postseason success. And also he's the only of those five quarterbacks from the 2020 draft. He's the only one with a losing record in a regular season as well. And so a lot of people look at him as lesser than some of those other quarterbacks, I think mostly because of the team accolades. But I think when you isolate just simply the quarterback, like he's doing a lot more than Tua Love or or Hurts are doing, in my humble opinion. But um, yeah, so basically what I'm sitting here saying is I, I think Drake May would be absolutely a home run of a draft pick. And if he happens to be the third quarterback, the Falcons should do whatever they can to go and get him. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that there's going to be a lot of pushback for that because a lot of people just sort of look like Justin Herbert's overrated. And I think a lot of people think Drake May's overrated. I, I think that's weird, but you know, I, I watch him and I think he's an incredible prospect. As I said, a month or back in December or maybe in January, I can't remember what episode I said it, but basically I think he's a perennial top five quarterback prospect that you could take him put him in any draft over the last decade and almost every single one he's going to be a top five pick that's how good a prospect he is i don't think i don't see Jaden daniels in that same light but we'll explore that further we'll see how that goes but there will be more to come here on locked on falcons appreciate you guys for tuning in for our unofficial mock first mock draft monday of the offseason we'll we'll do these every monday breaking down a different mock draft. And that will give us an opportunity to talk about more of the quarterback prospects as well as other prospects uh, over the next 10 plus weeks before between now and the NFL draft. So uh, continue to make Locked On Falcons your first listen. Uh, check out Locked On Sports today, Locked On Sports Atlanta, of course. Get uh, more insight and reaction to uh, the big game uh, from Locked On Chiefs, Locked On NFL, Locked On 49ers as well. And of course, if you want to get more insight into these quarterbacks, especially Kirk Cousins, check out Locked on Vikings. It's all part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.